I always like this time of the week because we get to visit with our friend Jamie Court. C-O-U-R-T, the spelling. Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog, and I hope you've been to ConsumerWatchdog.org. If you have not been to ConsumerWatchdog.org, please do it. The next time you're out online, check out ConsumerWatchdog.org because you'll find a really awesome consumer protection and consumer rights group that just tells it like it is, and they don't pull punches, and they hold everybody accountable by one standard, one of the big reasons I love them. And ConsumerWatchdog.org president is Jamie Court, who joins us very often, in fact, virtually every week. And if you went to ConsumerWatchdog.org right now, you would find the top story there is about Backpage. Jamie, thanks for coming back on the Norman Goldman Show. Always great to be here, Norm. Thank you. Well, Jamie, the story is so gruesome, it's so horrible, and yet it's so real, and it's getting so little attention. But Consumer Watchdog, you and I have talked about Backpage and what's going on. The big news now is there's been a settlement, civil settlement of cases. Why is Backpage settling lawsuits now, Jamie? Well, you see, Backpage ran into this um, uh, problem where now we've got 32 Senate co-authors in the U.S. Senate on the Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act, which is basically to say if you're a website and you aid and abet online child sex traffickers, you are liable to the families and you're liable to the attorney generals in those states for criminal violations. And so we had the uh, California Attorney General Javier Becerra go to D.C. and give some great testimony. And Backpage, I think, got nervous because even though it was winning in the courts, it said, why don't we take care of our problems and not be a big target? And I think they're hoping that this settlement will stop uh, the movement on the legislation, uh, which is uh, not going to happen. Uh, I think the movement is growing. Uh, IBM just came on board with the legislation. Oracle has already grown, come on board with the le- legislation. Um, you know, it's 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 got uh, a tremendous, it's S-1693, by the way, Senate Bill S-1693. Uh, and it's got a tremendous amount of, of, of momentum after a Senate investigation found that this website had basically become an online brothel, and, and the company knew about it. Backpage knew about it, and they encouraged it, and they helped the pimp shape ads and that would, would, would be legal, but would signal that they wanted underage kids, like using words like Lolita, uh, using certain uh, hashtags and symbols and, and words like young uh, in the escort section. They took down the escort section. They moved all the same ads that are up there. they in the dating section with all the same symbols that's going on today. What's amazing is the Silicon Valley, uh, Google, Facebook are instead of condemning this and saying, no, that's not what we do, and they should be liable, these companies that do this criminal activity online, just like they should be liable for criminal activity offline. They're saying, no, we have a great thing going. We've got this Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which gives all companies immunity that have a website for anything they post or anything they're involved in posting, as long as they didn't create it. And it's too broad a blanket of immunity. It's too much of a safe harbor because criminals are hiding under it. And so the legislation basically says, no, if you aid and abet, if you're actively engaged in knowing conduct to engage in online child sex trafficking, you're as guilty as you were if you had an online, uh, an offline brothel for child sex trafficking. And uh, that's uh, something that, uh, you know, I think is gathering steam, but for the fact that we have so much power in the hands of a company like Google, it would have been law already. And uh, what's remarkable to me, actually, is with all those 32 co-sponsors, Democrats and Republicans alike, we've got a couple of senators out in California, Feinstein and Harris, who have yet to come on board. Uh, They're pushing for more protections for the Silicon Valley. 
and which which is of course their home home companies, so that they are ensnared in this, uh, which is really remarkable. They should be protecting the families, and particularly Senator Harris, who is a um, former attorney general of our state. She brought a suit against Backpage, ran into this wall where she couldn't sue because of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. When her her, her um, successor, uh, Javier Becerra, our new attorney general, went to D.C. and endorsed the legislation two weeks ago, and she said, look, I run into a wall. you got to take the wall away. She was not in support of the bill yet. So she is holding out for some amendments to weaken it, but hopefully still make it strong enough. But it tells you how politics makes you a little different. When you're a senator, you talk a little different tune about who you protect than when you're attorney general. We're talking to our friend Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, president of Consumer Watchdog. Find them online, consumerwatchdog.org. And their top story right now at consumerwatchdog.org is this back page story. And, Jamie, let me see if I've got the, the whole kind of picture right here. The, the Section 230 that you're referring to of the Communications Decency Act gives a broad grant of immunity, legal immunity, to websites, essentially if they act as bulletin boards. Basically, they don't create the content. They just allow others to put stuff up, and there's a broad grant of immunity. Backpage seems to have used this and has abused this immunity to uh, use this to engage in underage child sex trafficking, and it's been well documented. There's now a legislative proposal that would say, yes, we still have this broad immunity there. However, you can't use it for underage child sex trafficking. That's a carve-out. Google and other companies like Google are very concerned that this will be the beginning of a slippery slope, so they just want to bar any changes whatsoever, and that's kind of where we are. We've got the two California senators very concerned about Silicon Valley's views of the matter. Senator Harris is thinking of running for president, and she apparently wants their support, and they are not happy with this bill. So, Jamie, do I have the whole picture about right? Well, yeah, but what it really does, though, is it's not just... It's when companies actively aid and abet child sex trafficking. So, you know, just because it happens on your website isn't enough. You actually have to have knowledge and take some action like Backpage did Mm -hmm. to help uh, the pimps get the Johns and know what's going on. So it's hard to imagine how – I mean, that's why we have IBM and Oracle supporting this because, you know, they're never going to engage in that. It's hard to understand how Google would have a problem with it other than the slippery slope, as you articulate. They don't want any dent in the armor. Uh, When our our advocate here, John Simpson, went to the Google board meeting last May and said – Hey, you guys going to sponsor this? This would you support this bill, this legislation uh, that's it hadn't been introduced at the time, but we think is coming. It's change in the CDA because there is a movie out now called um, I Am Jane Doe that is a, it's on Netflix on streaming services. People should watch it. It is it shows what happens to these families and how they get ensnared and how Backpage is completely duplicitous in this. It's a tremendous movie and and really drama, dramatic and interesting uh, on this topic. And 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 we said to the Google founders, well, are you going to just take this moment to, you know, at least have some accountability? And they say, no, we think the Internet's working just fine. We don't want to change anything. They were just point blank, no. And then they've been fighting ever since. We issued a report that showed uh, this summer uh, they're funding uh, patino groups to support them under the guise of Internet freedom. But, you know, you know, look, <laughs> selling children on the Internet for sex is not Internet freedom. Any Certainly more than not. dealing drugs on the Internet is no. any more than any type of criminal activity on the internet. And this is where we have to draw the line. This right. law was created in the 90s to, to grow the internet. Well, now the internet's grown and we've got to 
we got to make sure it doesn't uh, have uh, it grow in a way that allows uh, companies to do criminal activity that they couldn't get away with offline. Well, Jamie, that's an important distinction you made there. It's not just that the website is being used for this. The, the bill would require that the website had to know it was being used for child sex trafficking and actively aid and abet. It's not just that their bulletin board's being used for this. There's these extra burdens on the people who are complaining about the website. So I don't see how the websites could really be that upset about it. I mean, you're right, IBM, these other companies, they're like, we never actively know that we were doing this. I mean, we if we found out about it, we'd stop it. We wouldn't actively in the bed. So it seems to me with those added protections in there, it's it's hard to be against the bill. You'd think, but boy, they are fighting this tooth and nail and pulling out every stop. And it's all behind closed doors because who would be against it in public? But they're doing it. And they're doing it under the guise of groups they fund uh, and uh, groups then who are a lot more bolder than saying things about Internet freedom than they could be. I mean, here's the other thing. And it's because we see something that is far more pernicious in our society than most people really get, 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 think about why it happens. You know, Facebook didn't know that the Russians were buying ads to fix the election, right? They've been exempt, these companies, from the election laws, which they probably won't be in the future. But what would their liability be if they did know? And if they did help the Russians craft the ads mm. after taking their money. So, you know, companies like Facebook are, are really, you know, they're having a hard time thinking about where this leads if there is a chip in the armor. Because you can see the next bill coming out that narrowly targets activity that is so detrimental to the United States or so criminal. But what's key is those companies should be liable if they knowingly aided and abetted those criminals. If they helped a foreign agent fix an election, that's illegal. Right. But if it happened on Facebook, it may not be illegal for the same reason that Backpage hasn't been held accountable except for the, the settlements it agreed to after winning in the courts because of the shield it has under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. So I think these companies realize they're in a lot of hot water and they don't, they don't, they don't want to uh, engage in any changes now because they can see the next act coming. Okay, and I gather that Backpage then is settling the civil litigation to try and look good to Congress so that they won't enact the, the legislation that's pending. And Jamie, let me move us over to health care because now it's really, it really is kind of official. The reconciliation rules of the Senate have expired this past weekend. The Senate does not have new reconciliation rules. Even if they do, they want to use them for taxes. So it looks like the effort to repeal and replace Obamacare really is over. Uh, the Holidays are coming up quickly. By the time we get into next year, we're going to have the election on. It's going to be very hard to get uh, Obamacare repealed and replaced. But it seems to be kind of falling apart by neglect and kind of willful neglect. Uh, Jamie, is there a prospect that we can shore up Obamacare and at least get people kind of stabilized and get these markets stable until such time as we can get into the, the congressional elections next November? Maybe get a bunch more Democrats in there and maybe start passing real legislation with majorities to try and force some, some stabilization? Well, yeah. I mean, Lamar Alexander is trying to lead such an effort, the Senate Health Committee which, you know, Senator Kennedy used to chair before it fell into the Republicans' hands or after he passed and then it fell into Republican hands. And I think it's a sincere effort. I think there will be a bill to stabilize the markets and make simple fixes. Will the president sign it? Will both houses agree? I mean, that's really a crystal ball that 
you know, I can't predict anything that happens in Washington anymore. Uh, but I can tell you, I think the Senate's going to certainly pass a reasonable bill. Where it goes from there, it, 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 it depends on the bare angels of uh, na- the nature of Paul Ryan and, and Donald Trump, and those are two things I'm never willing to bet on. Well, Jamie, with that kind of uncertain note, let me leave it there. But I really appreciate you taking the time, especially on the issue of back page, because it's getting so little attention. It's such an important issue. Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, is the president of Consumer Watchdog. Find him and his great colleagues online, consumerwatchdog.org. You can read a lot about back page there at consumerwatchdog.org. Jamie, thanks as always, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Norm.